listening to the Derek Asante podcast, also known as DAPS, the show that brings you insightful conversations about everyday topics. We just aim to keep the discussion above the average. Our guests are the ones bringing the social proof to the conversation. Let's get into it. I'm your host, Derek Asante, and today we're spending some time with a vibrant, spirited individual. Let me repeat that, a vibrant, spirited individual. She lights up any room she occupies, first with her smile, then her charm. And before you know it, she has you consumed by her incredible sense of humor and outlook on life, among other things as well. Another sister of mine, and this is an individual that I actually love and respect completely because of her courage to consistently display um, you know, the person she is, her character in every opportunity that I've encountered with her. She's always her true self. And that's what I admire about her. And I've asked her to join me in a conversation where we discuss relationships and her experiences with love. Please help me welcome my friend, a sister friend, Tenille Marks. Welcome. Hey, oh my God, what an introduction. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. That was so sweet. Oh my gosh. That's who wow. you are. That's who you are. You know, it's always good to see or to, you know, realize how you reflected in people's eyes because you don't normally see that. You know how you think you are, but. Well, and that's. When a, it's- I think that's important, though. I mean, that's a great point because we don't know what others see in us. Very true. Right. And so that's why they always say, I like, I, I believe in that whole statement. Your first impression is usually your best one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it should be your best one. And so you don't know. Right. And I, I remember the first time I met you, I was like, oh, my gosh. OK, I don't know if I can manage her energy because it was a lot. <laughs> you know, I, I, I do say that to people. I'm like, I'm a lot, eh? You can't handle it. You can't handle it. But I'm a lot. I know that. Right? Like, it took me a yeah. while. It took me a while to that, like, process. I'm like, wait, how do I approach her? Like, how do I, how do I coexist? <laughs> She's so crazy. Oh, my. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. You know, and, and because with that energy, it can go one of two ways. True. Right. Either the person you're in in contact with is going to love it or they're going to be like, no, this is overbearing and I can't deal with this. Yeah. 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 Right. And so I was like, I was in that space for a moment. I was like, how do I, how do I like her energy? But can I deal with it all the time? (laughs) This is too much for me. All right. All right. Okay. You know, it, it took me, it took me a while and I was like, wait a minute. And I think you probably sensed that too. It's like, wait, how do I read this guy? Because he's not, you know, he's not like your typical, you know, circle that I have, you know, that I usually engage with and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So I I noticed that and I was like, okay, how do I, how do I do this? And (laughs) it it took me about three or four encounters and I was like, okay, I like it. I like it. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know what it was? I was trying to figure out if there was more to her. Right. And I okay. figured she can't just be like this all the time. And I'm trying to figure out when does she get into that space where she can have a conversation with just you and her and mm. it doesn't involve the crowd where she has to, 
you know, kind of grab the entire crowd's attention. Mm, okay. And, and the minute I sense that, okay, she has that, she has those moments. And I said, okay, I can work with that because those are the moments that I really enjoy mm-hmm. because as much as I enjoy the crowd, I, I appreciate the one-on-one. Yeah. Right. And the one-on-ones is where I get to know who the person really is, because I also understand that you have to do this because you can't appease everybody. Mm-hmm. And so I understood that, like there's different masks that we put on. So I, mm-hmm. but I appreciate it because for you to be able to do that on a regular basis, it's incredible. <laughs> I have to tip my I think hat it's off. Just, it's kind of just interactions with people. I mean, you you get to a point where you know how to interact and what you're interacting with people. Because um, one thing I do feel a lot is people's energy. That's yes. a big thing for me. And that really kind of makes me feel like how I can, how I will interact with you. Because if I feel like your energy's off, and that's that's just the end of it for me. That's There's it. just no, yeah, 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 man. So I've got quite a bit ahead of us yeah. uh, this evening. Um, but what I want to do is I want to open up with a quote, and I want to get your opinion on it. Okay. Um, the quote is by May West, and it reads, "You only live once, but if you do it right, once is enough." How do you feel about that? Um, I agree. And how I you, agree. How how does that how do you see that in your day-to-day interactions with people? I think it has to do a lot with like constant evolution of who you are and constant change. Um you I don't know if there's ever really a living right <laughs> if you think about it. Yeah. I don't know what's really right. I mean, right for you is definitely not the same for me. Right. So I feel like if you're being just very true to yourself and being true to who you are, then you're living right for you. Mm. Like if Mm. you're an, if you're the most authentic you, you can be, then you're, you, you got it. You're living right. That's it. That's it. So I I agree. Nice. And we only get one shot. That's true. (laughs) That's true. We all have nine lives, so we can't come back. So we get one shot at this. So we gotta, we gotta live it up. That's if it. not, we that's completely missed out. That's it. That's it. Now, mm-hmm. I wanted to have this conversation with you because a few reasons. Well, one of the main ones is because I'm just curious about how you are um, in a relationship, oh, right? Okay. Like, I'm trying to figure out. How do you interact with your partner? Um, how do you interact with your family? How different is it um, in comparison to the interaction that I've experienced and other people um, outside of your family have experienced, right? And I want to kind of get that perspective as well. Okay. Um, and then I also want to know what you were like when you're upset. <laughs> You know, it's so funny that a lot of people have this question for me because I'm not, I I typically, I'll be honest with you, circumstances and things that have happened to me in my past have caused me not to be as quick to respond in any situation. Mm -hmm. So if it's a situation where I know or I feel like an instant anger, I tend to take a step back. Okay. And I have to like kind of like go through like 
the feelings and the emotions by myself because I'm not, I'm definitely not a an in your face kind of person. Um, but if I do react and I'm angry, I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, you can tell, you can see, and it's not, it's not nice. But mm. in saying that, I don't get angry a lot. That's, that's self-control. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't get angry a lot because I feel like, you know, there's one thing that I was taught and through um, hardship, through troubles, through, you know, those are also extremely important teaching mm-hmm. or teachers in your life and stuff. And I, I found through hardship and just pain and anger that when you get mad at something, you have a choice. You can either get mad, angry and have that thing or whatever has made you angry take you out of your character now my I, like when I look at like my character I don't like to be angry I don't like to be you know crossed and mm-hmm. stuff like that so I don't try to let anybody give me or have that ability with me does that make sense yeah no I get it now how long because I know this takes time like for me I'm okay. the same way as far as not letting people get the best or the worst of me right mm-hmm. so what do you do or what have you done in the past to continue to manage that like to make sure that you catch yourself before that moment spills over like what are some of the things that you do some actions that you take is it breathing is it um like do you do something internally what do you, what do you go through uh, i think it's uh, there's there's breathing there's just me like taking a step back I do tend to be quiet. I do tend to stop because if you're constantly reacting, I mean, act, like you're just reacting to whatever's happening. It's just, you it's kind of like a ball of energy and you're just, you're going to explode. Right. Right. So I take a step back and I really stop. And um, I guess that's one of the things that I've learned from, you know, an earlier, an early stage that you just have to stop and take a breath because I find what helps me is I have to look at the situation from all angles, from all aspects. Mm-hmm. And I think to myself, okay, why am I reacting like this? Is it something that's triggered me? Is it, you know, like, why am I actually having this reaction to whatever it is? Yeah. And like, when you think about it, if you think, think of things from different perspectives like if it's somebody who's upsetting you or somebody who's angering you is that their goal is that what they're trying to do is that what they want to do is that like and there's also to the reaction like if I get angry at this what's going to happen am I going to reach my goal am I going to like I'm going to be angry and I'm going to lose my my you know (laughs) I'm going to lose all of it and then what happens how have I made the situation better how have I changed the situation right I haven't. <laughs> so I'm just getting angry to be angry. That's it. It's funny. I read somewhere um, that when we're angry or when someone does get the, you know, the worst of us, it's due to lack of ex- oxygen going to the brain. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's interesting. You think about it when you're angry, what's happening to your body, the, the, the balance in your body. Are you even yeah. able to, process any information nothing can be processed right no no so it's interesting that you mentioned that because if you don't take the step back then you're you're doomed 
and and that's that's exactly and I mean there are times when I do get angry where I'm just like okay I'm gonna have but I do take that step because if I <laughs> I go from like zero to like a hundred <laughs> you know <laughs> when I'm angry like if it's something that I, I think things that will make me angry is injustices like if something were to happen as a mom mm-hmm. to my children that will like you know that'll make me lose it. <laughs> right. Right. If it's, you know, if it's something that I don't know, like, there are some stuff that, you know, just trigger you and you don't have to be angry, but you can be upset and just be like in a situation where you're like, Oh, oh, oh what's going on? Right. right. You know? So, and, but uh, hand in hand with that, my son has taught me a lot. Now, um, giving you a little background, my son was very sick when he was born. Like he was born okay, and then he got sick. Right. And that was, I mean, moving forward, but that was like one of the things that really affected me. And it really humbled me. And it made me really realize, like, I mean, a lot of people are sad and a lot of people are upset and angry all the time and stuff. And I kind of feel like, what are you sad about? What are you angry about? Because I think unless you know real sadness, right? you can't, you know, you're angry about little things that happen in life and little things that happen day to day. But do you really know what true sadness is? Right. You know, like that's when something is completely out of your control and there's nothing you can do about it. That's it. And you're, that's, and you're forced to accept it. Yeah. And you're just like, <sighs> yeah. and it, it humbles you. Yeah. It humbles you. And it, and it really, it, it changed me a lot. It was one of the worst things that I can honestly say that ha- that's happened to me in my life. And I mean, I mean, it happened to him, but mm-hmm. as a, like, he doesn't remember any of it, but as his mother, yeah, I remember all of it. And I mean, there's nothing I wouldn't have done. Right. Nothing I wouldn't have done to to have him not go through that and have him not go through the surgeries. And like, it was just, it was the worst time, but it taught me so much. Yeah. That's, I'm assuming that's where a lot of your growth came yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I think I feel like I've had like two, um, I mean more, but like two major growth spurts yeah. when it comes yeah. to like my emotional intelligence and stuff like that mm-hmm. in life. One was when I was uh, a lot younger when I came, I would like to say when I migrated from the U.S. to here. Okay. And then the second one was for sure when my son got sick. Wow. It really helped me and put things into perspective. So you're, wait, you're originally from the U.S.? No, I was born in Jamaica. Okay. And then you migrated to? Yeah. So I actually, I moved from Jamaica and we moved to the Bronx. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So, and then from the Bronx, my mama was like, no, we're not doing that. And (laughs) so, and we came to Brampton. <laughs> oh, 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 shoot. <laughs> yeah. I, I say that like I, I it, it was it was tough. <laughs> My condolences that you have to yeah. come to Brampton. But uh... <laughs> it was it was it, honestly there was things that I saw when I came here that I was just like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because yeah. I grew up um, in the Bronx. And then when I came here, 
everything. I remember my first realization um, that things were so different was that when we came here, we came for my aunt's wedding and she, her, I think her wedding was on the Saturday. And then the Sunday I was like, let's go shopping. Cause you know, that's what we do. Yeah. And the stores closed at like, I think it was five o'clock. Yeah. I was devastated. <laughs> and I was like, how are the stores not open all the time? <laughs> you know, it was the simplest thing, but I was just like, oh, what do you mean the yeah. mall closes? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, culture shock, you yeah, know. Yeah. Huh? Welcome. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, like, even um, the corner store, which I guess would be the Max. Yeah. 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 We used to call it the bodega. So we'd go down to the bodega and we get, you know, and then I came here and it was just like, oh, this is very different. <laughs> <laughs> this is completely not what I'm used to. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's different also in the sense that there's no uh, bar cages or, or the glass <laughs> shield <laughs> protecting the clerk from the people. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about because now I see all this. But now, now it's a norm. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, it just when you grow up around it, it doesn't even seem odd. Yeah. You know, yeah. like yeah. it was when I came up here, I was like, oh, this is different. Yeah. But um, honestly, when I came up here, I thought, oh, this is country living. This is what it's like to live in the country. Because oh, the city life is how you experienced it. It is. Uh, it is. Nice. And I was just like, I, I mean, I did spend, um, and my mother worked in Connecticut. So I did spend, uh, <laughs> which is kind of odd, but I did spend summers in Connecticut where I would go and pick like wild raspberries. And like, that was more of that country living. Mm. But no, Brampton was a big culture shock for me, man. It was horrible. <clears throat> I'm still going through it 11 years later. Yeah, <laughs> but I came here maybe. Oh my gosh, it was a while ago. I think I was fourteen, so it was it was. Wow, so it's still it farms. was a while ago. <laughs> so it was like twenty something years ago, and I remember thinking, like where I like where I live now was all farmland. Wow, and there was nothing up here, and I just thought, this is how people live. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, because where I grew up. I mean, not except for Connecticut, but where I grew up, we had concrete sidewalks. Wow. We didn't really have grass. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. To see it in abundance was a lot. <laughs> Too much and green. We, yeah. Oh, what is? Oh, my. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, gosh. So okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a step back. I'm going to take okay, your, yeah. your thing. I'm going to take a step back because you jumped way ahead, which is great. I know. No, no, no. I, it's great. Sorry. No, no, it's great. This is good. Um, So what I want to do is I want to ask you, um, what are your thoughts on or your opinion, right, on love or black love and relationships? Like, do you still think it's a thing? Like, to fall in love is a thing um, as we see it in the movies or in the past and, you know, our families, our parents, when they talk about love, if they did, um, mine didn't, but... (laughs) What does that mean to you? Like, how does love sit with you? Okay. Um, hmm. I think love is a beautiful thing. Uh, I think love for anything, you know, um, whether it be, if you think about the love you have for your children, 
not the same. It's not the same love that you have for your spouse or it's not like I've often heard people say, oh, I love my children equally. And, you know, they're and I don't I don't agree with that. I don't believe that because they're different people. Mm-hmm. Not that you can't love them equally. Maybe that's not, I shouldn't say that, but not that you can't love them equally, but it's, it's just not the same. Like they're two com- or three, four, whatever it is, complete different personalities and different beings. And they have to be loved in that way. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to love, I think love is a beautiful thing. I think it's, it's a uh, emotion that you can like you physically feel. Right. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It's changing. Yeah, like, but it's it's something that. Have you ever been in love where you're just like you? Uh, you can actually see it on somebody when you're like, oh well, no, that person, you know, that that person's really you can tell that they're in a good situation or a good environment because they're being loved. And I don't mean just like in a relationship, I mean, like mm-hmm. in a family in a, you know, right. in a, in, it doesn't matter in any kind of setting. Like I'll take, for instance, my, the love between me and my dad. Mm-hmm. Now my dad is 84 years old and wow. he's not my, he's not my biological father. He's my stepfather. Mm-hmm. And he came into my life when we moved to Canada. So it was like when I was around, around those ages, 13, 14, whatever it was. And the love that, um, the love that we, the bond, the love that we have between us or that we created was something that I've never experienced before. Now, my biological father, he was another story. Hmm. And he was, he was there, but he wasn't, you know what I mean? He was present, but not really. And when my stepfather came in my life, I didn't realize at that time how much I needed a father or how much I needed a father figure or how I was hurting for one. And when he came into my life, um, it was, it was, it was different. It was life changing. It was altering. And I often say, if anybody knows me, I often say, Oh, he's the love of my life Mm -hmm. because I really, truly feel like, like he is. And mind you, so my stepdad, um, he's, he was married before his wife passed away. So he has children from that marriage. And then my mom has three children of her own. So altogether there was, there's 13 of us. Wow. So, and I mean, with his children, um, they're all from his previous wife. And she had, you know, got sick and passed away and stuff. And then he met my mom and, you know, we became one. I'm the youngest. So I am the one who's always been with them. Right. Because everybody else was kind of doing their own thing. And I was my mother's youngest. So I became their youngest, (laughs) their youngest. And I mean, it's, it was an amazing thing. It's changed me. It's, you know, morphed me into who I am he came into my life and I could talk to him about things. I could, you know, go to him for a male perspective, which I never had before. And that was, that was, it was great, you know? And I say that about my, my daughter and my son too. Like you, as much as people are like, and I, my mother was a single mother. I'm not saying that, you know, it's not a good thing or you, you know, I'm single mom can't raise children. Right. I'm not saying that. But 
to have the love of my, or to have the love of a father was really life-changing for me, life-altering. Now, was there something specific that you can remember that made you realize that this was something that you really needed? Um, I think before he came into my life, I had a very, um, I, I didn't trust men very much. Why was that though? I, I, I don't, I think it's just because I just never had a figure in my life who was dependable or who was a man who, you know, was constantly there that wasn't, that, that wanted to be there. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like I just, I didn't have that. My mother worked a lot because she was making sure that she was taking care of everybody. Cause you know, I, I yeah. also had two siblings that she was helping with and like, it was just a lot. So mm-hmm. I never had, like, it was always me and my mom. Mm-hmm. It's always been me and my mom, my father, my biological father, he did a lot of things that were very hurtful. Um, he was just, you know, when I look back at it, I really feel like he was just hurting himself. Right. I feel like he just didn't know how to love. And that was his detriment. And that's a huge thing for for a lot of men. Yeah, um, black men in yeah. general. I yeah. find Caribbean men, like, it's, 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 it's horrible. And they're also taught to... You don't have emotions. You don't need to show emotions. You don't yeah. need to feel emotions and stuff. And so how do you pass that on? You pass that on with like tough love and right. nobody needs that, right. you know? Right. So it was, I think when he came into my life, it was just a matter of, I just didn't have that, that male figure or that father figure to really, and it was rough. I'm yeah. not going to say it was easy. And I commend that man every day for putting up with me in my mouth because I might not be an angry person, but my mouth is not nice. Ooh, sharp. <laughs> yeah. Sharp. And I'm and and and, and as he always says, he goes, You just quick, you just said it things and just you know <laughs> and I'm just like, sorry, you know, because after the fact, you know. Yeah. But uh it wasn't easy. It was but what I do remember and I think one thing that I even up until this day, and even now that it drives me nuts, but um he chose me. He chooses me continually. I don't, it, it, there's never been a day when he's ever made me feel like I wasn't his. Right. We went to, we were, um, we were started going to church through him because he's a, he's a man of God. And mm-hmm. we started going to church and it was probably, and it's, it's, I say this because it's really funny because he's a short man. Like my dad is like five something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm six feet. Yeah. So he's a short man. And, and people would always tell me all the time, you look so much like your dad. Oh, you're so much like your dad. Mm. And I never told anybody, you know, oh, it's not my dad. Because it was just no point in telling anybody, yeah. anybody that. But everybody, it was always, oh, you look so much like your dad. Or, But I think once you live with people for long enough, you start looking like that. Yeah, yeah. So, I heard that, yeah. <laughs> so, so he was probably my first experience of, like, from a man, mm-hmm. of like kind of unconditional love. And I mean, we we did have our issues, and I did say what I had to say because you know you're going you're growing up and you're a teenager and you're you know yeah. you're feisty. You yeah. think you think you know you're too spicy. 
Yes, I see. <laughs> <laughs> so, and he dealt with it. I mean, he hadn't raised other children, so he was a pro at it. But yeah. he was, he continually chose me over everything and over, because he could have been like at any point, he could have been. And I mean, I think there are days when I, I expected it where he would be like, you know what? You're not mine. I'm not dealing with you. I, you know, I'm going to walk away or, you know, yeah. I think that's what you kind of expect. And he never once did that. He continually, up until this day, wow. he continues to choose me. I don't know if that kind of makes sense the way it came out. Or, no, or, no, no, no. That was, that was beautiful. That was perfect. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm in awe with him because the way you described him, it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of uh, patience. It takes a lot of like love to be able to do what you just described as a man. Like yeah. to come into a family, to take on other uh, your partner's kids as if they were your own, or actually I shouldn't say as if they were your own, more than they were your own, because some people don't even treat their own kids the way you just yeah. described this 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 you know this, mm-hmm. this man. And I think. That's what I love about that story is that he was able to provide that for you and more. Yeah. Like I, I've never lacked in anything um, when it comes to him love-wise. Yeah. You know, I've never, and he's always, he's always, if I was wrong, he was never afraid to be like, yo, T, you're wrong. Yeah. You know, in this situation, you can't even look at it like that. And he's also a very, um, he's a very humble man he's a very gentle spirited man i mean mm-hmm. he gets if he want to get mad at you he will mad at you and be like no that's you know yeah. but he's a very gentle man and he really taught me how to look at things from a different perspective he's like why are you looking at it like that but what if it's and i'm like you're right yeah you're right you know so i mean he's just taught me a lot would you say that's where your your whole demeanor about taking a step back and processing and overthinking comes from as well um yeah yes and no i think it has a lot to do with um just my life experience Mm -hmm. but it does have a lot to do with him he so in my previous relationship with the children's father since we're no longer together but in that relationship i had a stepchild Mm -hmm. so his daughter became um my stepchild and i didn't i i had a hard time in the beginning, not with her being my stepchild, but with the level of comfort her mother had with me. Mm-hmm. Now, my uh, the only reason I, I say that is because when she was younger, her mother was like, oh, you know, you have a woman. I'm going to leave my child, you know, just not 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 for, you know, to grow or anything, but just for a vacation and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I admired that level of trust in her because I don't have it. Right. Like, I I just wouldn't, I I just, like, not, without knowing the person, it's really hard to just be like, okay, and I don't trust anybody with my children. It's a me thing. But, so, I trust my mother because, you know, my children's never, my children have never gone to daycare. They've never gone to, because I've always had my mom. Yeah. Which I'm spoiled in that way. Mm -hmm. So, to trust people with your child, it's, it's a big thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I didn't ha- I, I didn't understand that at first. I mean I and, and but my father taught me to be so much of a better step parent. Nice. You know, 
like, and although me and her father are not together or anything anymore, she still comes and spends time with me. She lives in um, a different country. Okay. She's in the States. So she'll come and she'll spend summers with us. She'll come and, you know, I, and I still look at her as in she's my next, you know, she's, she's a part of me. She's a part of who I am. Right. That's awesome. And my dad really taught me how to love. But my mother, my mother and my father, they're very, um, when you talk about black love, oh God, they're the epitome of it. They, they are such, their spirits are so aligned. Mm. You know, my mother will take any kid up from off the street and be like, yeah, I'm going to take care of that. And, you know, (laughs) and my dad never was like, what are you doing? You know, right. anybody who comes in the house, my mom's like, okay, you know, I have this. Let's do this. She's always very welcoming. My mother has the biggest heart and she's very open to things. So it takes a, it takes a different kind of man to be like, okay with that, you know, right. you know, right. and he was always like, okay, all right. You know, our house is always, was always full and we always had, you know, people coming and it, it, it my mom has like this gigantic heart no like okay i hear you say that and i'm I'm, i this is what i get from you okay um in in the time that i've known you i get that same reading from you am i far off i feel like you are giving all the time i am i think i'm giving um as i get older i realize it's to a fault okay but I'll be honest with you, for me, giving is different. It's that's how I like to show love. You know what I mean? I'll be honest. So when my when I was younger, and it was only since I've gotten older and had my own kids, I've realized this. Whenever I came into the room, my mother was always giving. And I don't mean um like physically giving me like food or giving yeah. me something, but it doesn't, my mother could be mad at me. She could be, um, like she could, she could want to rip my head apart. When I came into a room and when she's and, and, and uh, it's up until today, she sees me, she has the biggest smile on her face and she's always happy to see me. Mm. It wasn't until I was older that I realized how much or how important that was for me mm. or how much I, I appreciated that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you'd come into the room and it's like, Hey, how are you? And it's a smile. And she taught me that she taught me that that's how you greet people. And that's how, because it doesn't matter at the end of the day, you're always happy to see somebody because you, there's an opportunity. There could have been an opportunity where you didn't get to see that person. Right. right. And you didn't get to show that. Yeah. And I, I appreciate you for that. I yeah. Just want you to know that I appreciate you. Aww, that's that's because that's what you do. Like you literally every there's not there's not been a day um where I've seen you and you didn't give up your smile. And it takes a lot. Yeah. Like it takes a lot to surrender your smile to somebody else so you can make their day better. It it does though, doesn't it? It it does cuz Yeah. When it doesn't happen, you notice it right away and it's like, yeah. "Ooh, she's going through something," right? But uh-huh. I'm I'm grateful for that because I try and do that, but not all the time. I'm not consistent. I'm yeah. not going to lie. I've had people tell me, oh, how come you don't smile? Because I'm choosing not to right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't want to smile right, right now, you know? Yeah. You know, but 
I, so I just wanted to commend you for that. That's, I think that's an incredible oh, trait to have. And it's beautiful. Like to be able to I get it from my mama. <laughs> 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 I, love, I love that i love that now yeah. okay, do you believe that um everything happens for a reason or do we just find reasons after things happen i believe everything happens for a reason i do um i believe that we're all on our we're all on our divine path in life and i believe that a lot of times you know, you take a loss and you're just like, oh man, I can't believe that happened. And, you know, you don't realize and you don't understand why that's happening to you. And you're just like, gosh, like I wish that never happened. And I wish, but if you think about it and you look, they say hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Mm -hmm. If you look back and you're just like, wow, well that happened so that I could do this. Or that happened so that I could learn this so that when I went into this, I had a better attitude mm-hmm. or I changed my outlook or I changed my perspective. I, I do feel like everything happens for a reason. Not, I, I think it's hard to kind of really um, understand that, you know, because when bad things happen to you, mm-hmm. how is there a reason for that? However, the bad things that have happened to me in my life, and there have been some really bad ones. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just taught me to be a better person. It's just taught me to be myself and be the most authentic me I could be. And that's the reason. And that's the reason. There you go. Wow. Right? Awesome. So, folks that are listening, um, I hope you're enjoying it so far. Uh, you're listening to The Daps Show. And continue to tune in. We are speaking with our good friend, Tenille Marks. And, you know, take take as much as you can from this conversation because it doesn't get any better than this. Um, uh, next question I have for you, uh, Tenille, is, is there one thing that you consider absolutely, like, unforgivable in a relationship? Okay, I'm going to take this from a woman's perspective because I'm a woman, in case you didn't know. Um, <laughs> No, it's hard to see, but you know, um, <laughs> um, for me, I, I think it's emotional cheating Ooh. and I'll tell you why. Hold on, hold on, Not hold on, hold on, okay. hold on, hold on. Okay. Emotional cheating? Yeah. Talk to me about that. You, okay. you, you can't just go into it. You got to tell me what that means because I need my listeners to know what that means. <laughs> okay. So if, if you're emotional cheating, I, I feel, okay, so let me just backtrack a little bit in a relate like I'm a very uh jealous person Mm -hmm. I don't but let me explain to you (laughs) what's mine is mine so I might be territorial because being territorial is being you know obsessed or (laughs) I would say just you know being like in tune with what's yours. Right. Being jealous is having jealousy over something that's not yours or that's something that's somebody else's. Right. So if you're mine, whether it be my child, my parent, my friend, my, I'm going to be territorial because it's mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just how it is. When I say emotion, and don't get me wrong, not that I'm not, I'm not saying physical cheating is not a deal breaker. 
But as a woman, if I'm going to be giving my emotions, my time, my energy to something outside of my relationship or someone outside of my relationship, then I've already checked out of that relationship. Mm. Women cheat like emotionally, I would say, before we cheat physically. Men, and I, I mean, my... Don't don't come for me now. I think men cheat because the opportunity arises. Okay. <laughs> I think men are like, yo, I don't think I don't think a lot goes into it. I think it's just like, yo, this is uh, this is serving me right now. I'm going to do it. Okay. Not in every case, right? But for a vast majority of cheating, okay. I feel like that's what happens. Okay. I think women, um, women, we check out. And if we've checked out mentally and emotionally, there's, you can try, you can say, you know, you go through therapy and things like if we've checked out like that, that means we've lost respect for you and we're done. Mm. So I feel like when it comes to emotional cheating, if I'm giving to somebody else, what is rightfully yours. Mm. Okay. Now, I was just processing what you were saying about um, when women emotionally check out. Uh-huh. And when you mentioned men, we just do it and whatnot. Obviously, that can go into a whole different conversation. That's a different episode, sure. right? <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. But I do agree with you. Um, that, yeah. And that's not from personal experience, but it's more from uh-huh. the, the people that I've known. I've grown up yeah. to know and... Um, even in my own family, like I've, I've seen it right where men step out, but they don't think it's anything. Uh Um, you know, and like you said, the opportunity presented itself and they were like, Oh, okay. Well, no one will know if I don't tell them this person doesn't tell. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, um, but it's very interesting that you mentioned that so that's something that you feel is definitely unforgivable if you if the, if the man checks out emotionally i think in any relationship i mean mm-hmm. yeah if you if you check out emotionally then what is there right what is there left you know what i mean there's yeah. nothing that if even if it's a friendship if think about it if you've had a friend and you've decided that you know i'm not gonna this isn't serving me i'm not gonna give it you know you've checked out right and if you check out, like, there's no, what's the point? Yeah. Now, is there is there a behavior you will not tolerate in a relationship? I think it's disrespect. All forms? I think in all forms. Now, I think I, hold on, hold on. I'm going okay. to get a little bit technical here. Now, okay. all forms, okay, we agreed on that. Now, is it also behind closed doors? Yeah. And in public. Absolutely. Okay. I think in public, um, I don't know if one outweighs the other, truthfully speaking. Um, when it comes to disrespect, it's, it's if you don't respect me behind closed doors, uh-huh. how are you going to respect me in public? That's it. That's it. If, you, if you've lost that respect, respect goes a long way in a relationship. If I'm in a relationship with you and... I start speaking to you. It doesn't matter if it's in at home or outside. If I start speaking to you disrespectfully and I don't, I don't respect anything that you say or things that you do, even if it's little things, then it's 
Yeah. It's going to boil down. It's going to come, it's going to come out when you're outside, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. Hey, what are you pretending for? That's it. That's it. I'm with yeah. you on that. Like I, I, I can't tolerate disrespect at all. Um, and I think where a lot of people in relationship fall short is they don't establish that. Yeah. Right. A lot of people are afraid to establish that because they're in that honeymoon phase for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then they feel like, mm-hmm. oh, it's too perfect. I don't want to be the one to ruffle feathers. I'm mm-hmm. like, no, shit. I want to know how you are when you're angry. I want to know what you're willing to yeah. say to me so yeah. I know what it is that you actually think of me. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, it's not it's not. No, I agree. It's not drunken thoughts are what is it? What's what's the state statement? Drunken thoughts are sobered. Um, or drunken words or sober thoughts or something like oh, that. Oh, okay, okay. People, I've never heard that. <laughs> people, no, because people blame alcohol, right? Yeah. And they're like, yeah. oh, I was drunk. No, that's what you actually no, think. You, you just that's never say you it when you're sober. <laughs> it's true. No, no. <laughs> no, honey, that's what you meant. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, so it, it's, yeah. and that's the thing. I, I feel like a lot of, and unfortunately, a lot of men that I know, or I shouldn't say men, but a lot of males, Mm-hmm. That I know, because the difference between being a male and being a man, mm-hmm. um, true, don't know how to do that. They don't have the courage to be able to um, have those conversations. It's not about mm-hmm. telling somebody don't disrespect me. It's not that. It's having the courage to have those sensitive conversations, and also having the, like you said earlier, emotional intelligence or just flat out intelligence to be able to have those conversations with your partner. And but be- I feel like. Sorry, not to cut you dark, but I feel like, um, and raising, so my children are 15 and 12. So in raising my children, I'm not the typical mother. Um, I, I just, nothing is, nothing is off limits in my house. Mm -hmm. We have conversations about any and everything. And that's a component of our conversations, like along with accountability, especially with my son, um, and I'm trying to teach him and raise him in the way where I'm just like, if you lose respect, if you you if you can't hold that respect for somebody, then there's no point in having the conversation with somebody. You've walked out. You're checking out of it. You know, yeah. like you have to you have to have that. That is important, and you have to be accountable. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, especially, and I don't know if um, I'm going to speak for Caribbean cultures, and please don't come for me, but <laughs> we don't hold our young boys as accountable as we hold the young girl. That's true. And that's not right. And that's teaching our young men to just, you know, be a free for all and have this crazy mentality that, oh, I can do what I need to do or I can do what I want to do. And I'm not, you know, it doesn't have to, I won't, I won't be held accountable for it. It'll be fine. It's, and it, that's a problem. It's a huge problem. Um, yeah. And I think it's interesting. So, I'm going to sidebar for a second because what you said is very powerful in the sense that we hear the conversation about women can't raise men. And I don't Mm -hmm. agree with that personally. Mm -hmm. And the reason Mm -hmm. I don't agree with that, because I was raised by a woman. Yep. Right. And I think she did a great job, not to toot my own horn, but she raised three kids, right? Like three kids. (laughs) And we turned out great. According to society's expectations and standards and everything else. But Mm -hmm. we achieved all the goals that we wanted to achieve as far as, you know, the benchmarks that were set for us. But she, I mean, that's that's a feat in itself. Right. Hats off to your mama. You know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, so, and that's the part that I don't agree with. And what you're doing is exceptional because you're actually 
walking your, you know, your son through how he should hold himself accountable. Uh Those are conversations that we didn't have per se, but it happened in here and there. I was lucky enough to have the, the right mentors, but you doing that, you can have fathers in the house who don't even know how to have those conversations. Very true. Right. So very true. So for you to do that, anybody that has anything, you know, negative to say about the fact that oh women can't no, that's a bunch of BS. It's all perspective yeah. and it's all about what you're willing to walk away with in every interaction, right? But you have men who are there but don't even have the intelligence to have conversations with their kids. Mm-hmm. We have fathers who don't even say hello and how was your day to their kids because they feel like they're too young for me to have these conversations with. Yeah. That's ignorance. But, I mean, but in, 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 truthfully speaking, like, I'm not the typical parent. Like, when it comes, like, in my household, when I tell you nothing is off limits, nothing is off limits. We talk about everything because growing up, um, my, my mother, I remember, and I know my mom, Hopefully she doesn't listen to this. But <laughs> when I was 18, I said to my mom, I'm like, mom, what's sex? And this is 18. I think I was driving her at the time. And she said, when two people kiss and make love. And I was beside myself. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what do you mean? She's like, when two people kiss and make love. And that was the end of it. That was the end of her conversation. That was the end of what she wanted to say. And she felt very, you know, righteous in that. And that was it. Like, you just knew because it's a respect thing. Like, you know, you don't ask her yeah. anything more because she was done with the situation. Right. She was done. She said, that, that, that's what I said. But, you know, oh, okay. All right. Okay. Okay. There was no and space for conversation. No, there was nothing. She was just like, you never hear me. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. That was it. So in raising my children, I decided that things were going to be different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's no topic that like, if you want to know about anything, you are coming to mommy. Yes. A lot of conversations we have had have been so uncomfortable. Yeah. But I'd rather them know that knowledge or have that knowledge through me Mm -hmm. than having it through an outside source. Where, I mean, when we were younger, like you weren't even taught to call your private what they were. Yeah. You know, you were taught these cute little names like, oh, you're Nunu or you're, you know, you're, you're, you're like, it's a vagina. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, a yeah. it's like, you know, so <laughs> I, I think for me, from a very early age, it was, it was very much like, no, no, where I, and a lot of people don't agree with the way I raise them or the way I talk to them because I do talk to them um, quite like adult like but i feel like in this world you know you can't shield these kids they have the internet there's a lot that's going on there's a lot of information i remember my daughter was younger and we had went to this oh my gosh i digress we went to this the cinema show and there was this little boy and he had a disability and he had said i like pigs i like having sex with pigs and I was just like, oh, my God. And my daughter was, I think she was four or five at the time. And then I was like, oh, so they took the kid away. So we come home and my daughter's like, well, mom, what's, how do you have sex with pigs? And I'm like, no. <laughs> how is this? I was, I was, I was, oh, my gosh. I was, I was beside myself. So we were just like, no, you don't do that. That's not a thing. 
uh, thing that people do and whatever. And what did she do? She had an iPad because she had just gotten her first iPad. I think she was like five or so. And she started Googling it. Wow. <laughs> like children having sex with pigs. Wow. <laughs> and it was just, I was just like, oh my God. Had I addressed that and said, okay, well, you know, this happened in this little, like, I don't know. I, you know, you, it's your first one. So you make a lot of mistakes. Yeah. I was just like, oh my God. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know, you know, you haven't really perfected your parenting skills. And you're just like, oh my gosh. And so I took away her iPad for a year and I was like, oh, what am I going to do? Like, and she's like, well, I asked you. You didn't want to tell me. I asked grandma. Grandma told me to read my Bible. Yeah. So I had to find out for myself. <laughs> and rightfully so, because you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the internet's at their disposal. So I'm not saying that she was right for doing that, but man, curiosity. that was a learning experience. Yeah, curiosity. You can't stop <laughs> Sorry, curiosity. I digress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, ugh. oh my gosh. Man. Okay, I'm going to try to stay on track. <laughs> <laughs> no more big stories. I told you. I told you. I told you. So what would you say is uh, your favorite non-physical quality about a man? Okay. Um, For me, it's the kindness. Mm. It really does it for me. And I don't mean like, here, you have $100 and you have... I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the way... um, my partner interacts with people. Mm-hmm. That's a big attractive quality for me. Yeah. Because the way you talk to a person or like, say we go out and you're talking to the waiter and you're like, well, bring me this or, you know, yeah. that's the biggest turnoff yeah. I could ever have. I, it, it is the way you interact with people. For me, it's the kindness aspect of, you don't have to be kind to people, right. but if you are kind to somebody or if you are showing that vulnerable side of you where it's like, you're not like Mr. Tough man or, you know, yeah. it's, it's a big, it's, it's a big thing for me. Nice. I find that extremely attractive. Hmm. Now, mm-hmm. so share with me two things that you think um, a man may hesitate to share with his woman and why. Two things he might hesitate to share with his woman. Um, I'm going to say vulnerability because that's something that a lot of men, I don't, I I don't think you, I think a lot of you have a hard time with that because you were just kind of taught that that's not something that you show anybody or show the world. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And the other thing. Hmm. I would say a lot of men have a hard time showing a woman or, you know, somebody's showing their partner who they really are. Mm. Um, because you want to, I, I want you to like me. You right. know what I mean? Right. So me and you are dating and I want you to like me. I want to do all the things that, you know, if you like flowers, okay, I'm going to get you flowers. Right. If you like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Your true authentic self can be like, I really like incense. Right. I like to burn incense. Yeah. You don't know if I like that because you're trying to please me. Right. right. You know, and not to say that there shouldn't be some pleasing. <laughs> there yeah. should be, uh, you know, just trying to get your partner trying to, you know, learn their love language and stuff like that. But 
you have to be authentically you or else there's no point in the relationship. Yeah. You're going to pretend for how long? Yeah. And that's, and that's the trap, right? That's the trap because now at that point you've, you've, you know, played that character for so long, your partner believes that's who you are. And all of a sudden you Mm -hmm. start to try and show who you really are. Then they're like, wait a minute, who's this person? Wait, who is this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, who is this? No, I'm mean, not like him. Guan, I, mean, I don't like him. You know, you're just, you're here and you're at a loss. And you're like, I didn't even, girl, you're going back to your girlfriend. You're like, girl, I didn't even know who that was. Right. And everybody's like, well, girl, that was who he is. Like, right. <laughs> you know, right. I, I think, I think, but we get lost in that. Like, yeah. you know, I find, I found like in my previous relationships, yeah. Or in my previous relationship, I got I got very lost in being who everybody needed me to be. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I was wearing the hat of a daughter, the hat of a mother, the hat of, you know, a mother mm-hmm. with a sick child, the mother of yeah. a man who was sick. Like, it was just so much where I literally lost who I was. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that that's something that people don't want to show people, like, who they truly are. Yeah. I think you hit you it. Know? You hit it right on because what I had was um, most guys don't want to share their money mm-hmm. and vulnerability, and you hit it right yeah. on there. And and that's a huge thing, right? Like the the idea of masculinity is is too too much for a lot of guys mm-hmm. to handle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Men don't cry. Boys got to be tough. No, no, no. I tell my mm-hmm. son he's too. When he's crying, I tell him, let it out, cry. Mm -hmm. But once you finish crying, that's when you can speak and articulate what it is you're trying to tell me. So I let him Mm -hmm. cry. I'm like, listen, it's good to cry because that's how you're explaining to me that you're feeling right now. You're not happy Mm -hmm. with the situation. Go ahead, let it out. It's good Mm -hmm. to cry. And I tell my daughter Mm -hmm. the same thing. It's good to cry because otherwise, if you don't know how to let that out, that becomes a bigger problem later on. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. And I think hand in hand with that is like I may I with my son and my daughter. Um, and so I have children around me. I I I am the children collector. <laughs> <laughs> I end up having all these kids around me and you're just like, well, is that you? No, it's not mine, but it's here. <laughs> you know, my house is always filled with children and whatever. And I have so my goddaughter, she's 22 now. And my God, um, my so my goddaughter, she's 22 now, and she's always here. She's always around and stuff. And I mean, there were my first guinea pigs because I had to, you know, learn with them first. Mm-hmm. And I had to, like, try to explain to them that you do need to cry. And when you cry, I'm not going to always say that it's okay yeah. because it's not. Mm-hmm. It's 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 not always okay. It's yeah. not always like I, there's not always an answer to that problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're going to cry mm-hmm. and then you're going to put on your crown and you're going to fix it however you can. Or if you can't, you're going to be still until you come to a solution or a compromise or you, 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 you deal with the situation. Right. But it is important to let that out because a lot of times you're like, you're taught, okay, I'm, I'm strong. I don't do that. Or men don't do that. Or, you know, mm-hmm. and that's, that's so far from the truth. And not every time when you do cry or when you do have an issue, it's going to be okay. That's not reality. That's not right. life. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's very important. Nice. 
Now, I have one more for you before we okay. switch gears. I want to switch gears for a bit. Um, okay. But what's your favorite way to receive affection? Time. Mm. And do you think do you think other women share the same view? You know what? Truthfully speaking, I've my I've been my world has changed a little bit. Like I've I've awoken to other women and their desires and their needs. And I feel like individually, it's important to learn your partner's love language. Mm. My love language is time. Another woman's love language could be gifts. Right. Another woman's could, you know what I mean? Like for yeah. me, I feel like I don't need, okay. <laughs> Let me break it down to you now. <laughs> when it comes to whatever I need, I can provide it for myself. Gotcha. I don't need your money. I don't need your gifts. Mm-hmm. Not to say that I don't appreciate them. Mm-hmm. I do. And I love them. But I'm saying what I do need or what I do enjoy and require is that quality time. Yeah. And in that, that's like that you could be giving in that time. You could be, you know what I mean? Like it's that quality time because any relationship that you have, whether it be a friendship, whether it be, you know, like uh, whatever it is, like with your parents, with your children or whatever, if you do not devote that time, yeah. What do you have? That's, it. That's you, it. You 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 literally don't have. There's no foundation. There's no you know, like there, it's it's time. Well, it's it's interesting as you keep saying time, and I'm thinking about it. That's the one thing we lack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so to give it to someone, it's got to be worthy. Like it's got to be of quality. Yeah. You'll never get that back. No, right. Like, you can give me a ring, Derek, and I give it back to you. I'm like, you can take it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> but if you give me your time, I can't give that back to that's you. That's it. Like, that's... That's it. So it's got to be yeah. good. I can respect that. I love that. That was good. Are you looking for the finishing touch to wash day? A special occasion? Or just a play date? Graham Bear has you covered. We offer a wide selection of accessories. You will love our plant-based hair clips and fabric bows. Bow ties for Daddy and Me and our best-selling turban headbands, which are perfect for your mommy and me looks. We're a Canadian-based handmade shop. Our products are made to order with love, care, and attention to details. We offer fast local and international shipping. Our accessories are made for making memories in. Visit us at grahambear.ca for all your family accessory needs. Follow us on Instagram at Graham Bear to see our products in action, know about promos and contests. Be sure to use promo code DAPS10, that's D-A-P-S-10, for 10% off your next purchase. Now, this is a part where I have a little bit of fun with it, but okay, because I'm already <laughs> having too much fun, I'm going to take it a little bit, you know. Um, this okay. is a segment where we have the thinking out loud segment it can get it can get crazy i'm gonna ask you a random question and uh you gotta give me your uh quick response without you know putting too much thought into it and then we'll we'll chat about it a bit all right oh boy okay so this one this one's easy i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep it nice and uh cordial with you here here it goes what piece of culture or trend has died out but you would like to see it make a comeback? Oh, 
oh my gosh. I know, right? It's a lot. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a loaded question. I don't know. Um, what piece of culture or trend that has died out that I'd like to see? About? One thing that, um, oh gosh, that's such a loaded question. I know. Um, I'm going to say off the top of my head, and this is probably the wrong answer, but Sunday dinners or like dinners with the family. Ooh. Um, it's my kids think they think I'm crazy and I don't care. <laughs> that's just how it is. But I feel like, and I mean, that's hand in hand with time. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, it's important to have that downtime. I feel like when you spend time and you share a meal with somebody, you're breaking bread and it's, you know, it's, it's quality time and you're, Mm. It, it, you, it, it's, it's something that we don't do anymore yeah. and it doesn't have to be Sunday I say Sunday dinners just because um, I remember when I was younger my mother would make Sunday dinner it would be two kind of meat so we'd have chicken and fish or beef and chicken you know like it was always <laughs> two kinds of meat and then rice and peas and then there was like you know uh, potato salad and then there, you know it was always like a theatrical performance <laughs> and I used to be like, why are we doing this? Because we just have to go wash the dishes then when they're done. And I, I can't do it. And then I started saying, I'm saving up my allowance for paper plates. You know, mm. like I, I adapted to it. But, you know, and I do, I remember so much of those, so much of those dinners where I'm just like, I, at the time I didn't appreciate it. And I didn't. Mm. I didn't like it because it was just just thinking about the plate and mess go wash. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now looking back in retrospect, I'm like, those were really great family bonding moments. Yeah. We sat and we talked about this and we talked about that. And, you know, I, I, I was able to, one thing I do encourage going back to my children, cause it's all my tap mm-hmm. But the <laughs> one thing I do encourage them to do is make stuff like, yeah. It doesn't matter what it is, and it doesn't matter if it tastes horrible. Mm-hmm. If it tastes horrible, I'm going to tell you it tastes horrible, but right. we're going to try it. Right. We're going to make it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's important for me. Nice. And you'll make it until you perfect it. You but go. you have to have a skill. Like, you have to have, you know, yeah. especially, like, for a boy. Nobody's going to poison my child. Right. You, can be, you have to be able to cook for yourself. That's it. So when it comes to stuff like that, we do like one Thanksgiving, uh, I think it was two Thanksgivings ago, not last one or the one before, I think I decided that because my friends have kids Mm. and I have like, you know, my core friends or whatever, they have kids and I have kids. So that Thanksgiving dinner, the adults made nothing Mm. and the kids made, it was the craziest Thanksgiving (laughs) <laughs> like we had so much pasta because that's all they could make yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and we had like you know my daughter's a really good cook so she cooked like you know the turkey and the chicken and you nice. know all that stuff but we had a lot of pasta and a lot of potatoes <laughs> but that's you know but it was important to them and they they felt so accomplished with yes. that and they were just like oh my gosh we made dinner and I was yeah. like oh yeah you did <laughs> But I appreciated it, you know. So I, I think I think it's dinners yeah. where a family dinner. Sorry, awesome. that's the one I thought of first. <laughs> no, no, thank you. That was good. I didn't honestly. I didn't even anticipate that response, which is awesome because I wouldn't. Be, what do you think? I was thinking about like um, honestly, what comes to mind when I think about culture. Uh, I was thinking about like music. 
and oh. and the one group that came to mind was um TLC and then followed by another bad group creation because that's kind of like what I was vibing to oh. back then and I wish like that energy of this is how we look this is how we dress this is how we move this is how we just express okay. ourselves the colors oh my gosh like <laughs> I lived in stitches, you know what I mean? Like it was. Yes, yes. You know, it's funny that you should say that because me and my children were just having this conversation. I do not know what the heck they are rapping about. Nothing. These, like, yeah, yeah, nothing. I, I can't. I can't do it. They're, they're all high. That's why. <laughs> like I can't do, it. and I'm like, what is he saying? Does he have a speech impediment? Yeah, what is yeah. going on? <laughs> and my son's like, but mom, that's and that's the, and I'm like, you guys don't know rap. You guys don't know culture. You right. don't know music. Nothing. Like you, you have nothing. no idea. This man has a million gold teeth in his mouth, and he can't even talk with them in. Right. And you're saying that it's just, that is not it. So that is so yeah I, I i agree with you on that one that's definitely something that's just lost yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh okay. gosh all right let's move it let's move it to the okay. future okay. i love this this is too much okay. fun if you were able to live to the age of 100 right uh-huh. and retain either the mind or the body of a 25 year old for hmm. the last 40 years of your life, which would you choose, the mind or the body? You know what? That's such a double-sorted question. <laughs> double-sorted question I just, you know, that's, if you don't have, like, I could be 20 years old, and, like, you know, and have that body and, you know, without the mind, I just have a body. <laughs> but if I have the mind and I don't have the body, I just have my giant damn knee not work. I, I can't do nothing with it. So I don't even know. I don't even know how to answer that question. It's like, oh, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, the mind of a twenty-year-old. You know what? When I think about my mind at twenty years old, like it was just so much. Um, less pessimistic it was <laughs> it was just so much wonder and allure that the world had to offer that you know I mean when I was 25 years old I thought love was it I literally thought if two people have love oh my god what what more do they need now I realize that that ain't that ain't it <laughs> like that is not it um, you know, when I was 25 years old, I thought that the world was my oyster and I could just do whatever I wanted, however I wanted, when I wanted. you know, you, you really think when you're younger, you think that you're so invincible, Yeah. you know, yeah. and to have that mindset and old body, what may I go do with that? <laughs> I'm just going to be like, mm, it would be nice, you know, but then, you know, to have a young body. And an old mindset, you realize, I want to preserve this. You know, I want to, my youth isn't going to last for all that much longer. Or, you know, there's, the ailments are coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the yeah. great coming. <laughs> so you kind of want to preserve it. So you won't be living to your full potential. So I don't know. I don't, I don't even know how to answer that question. It's, it's, it's a hard one. It is hard. That's why you got to pick tough. one. <laughs> oh, I got to pick one. Um, I'm going to say the body. Ooh. Because I don't feel like my mind was all that great at that point. Mm. I still thought that like 
I still, I, I still thought love could win. I really thought that. You don't think, and you know, when you're younger, you just feel like if if we have love, and I just, and I, I'll be honest with you, this was just my perception, which is my reality. But <laughs> my perception was, if we have love, there's nothing we can. Those people, it's not working because they don't love each other. It's not working because they just don't have love. Like I just had this really preconceived notion that love was just this grand, amazing, you know, mm. thing that could conquer all, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That ain't true. If you ain't got no money, you ain't got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Mom ain't gonna put food on the table, you know, but you're when you're younger, you're like, we can eat our love. It'll be fine, you know? You're just you so to have that mindset again, and I, in a sense it was it's it's great because you're just you're you're dumb. But yeah. <laughs> but like to have that mindset again and have an old body, I don't know. Yeah, I know. I don't it, know. It, it's loaded. I know. I know. It I, is. I, it I was a that. very loaded question. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Now, <laughs> on a more serious note, what is okay. what is an important life lesson that you've learned that you can share with us? Oh, an important life lesson I've learned. Um, I'm just going to say peace and humility. Mm. Um, like if you, I think a lot of things stem from not when you don't have peace. A lot of times you see people and they're just going around and they're causing havoc and they're angry and they, you know, are kind of creating all this mayhem. Right. And I think that it has a lot to do with peace. It has a lot to do with support. It has a lot to do with, you just humbling yourself, right. you know? Right. Uh, one of the biggest lessons I think I've learned is sadness. Mm. I think it's sadness, which I guess is a part of peace and humility. And, you know, yeah. I really, as I said before, in the beginning of the pod, my son really taught me, and I don't, and to bring it down or whatever, but he really taught me what true sadness. Mm-hmm. And like, almost like a helplessness. Right. And if I go through and never have to feel that again, yeah. it won't be too soon. Like, <laughs> it's okay. I'm not, you know, because when you're truly destitute, almost like it's an incredulous feeling. It's, it's, it's nothing. And that's why I choose to be happy every day. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, there are days when I'm upset or I'm sad or, you know, yeah. but for the most part, I choose to, I choose happiness because I do completely know what sadness is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that might be it. Awesome. And I think like on that note, I want to kind of add to that. Like in order for me to truly love another person completely, I think I first must be able to love me. Mm-hmm. Right. Like until mm-hmm. until that happens, I have no business telling another person that I love them. That and then, you love them. Yeah. Because then all I'm doing is burdening, burdening them with my task, you know, the task of them sustaining my happiness. And that's the thing I, I see a lot where um, people always say, well, you don't make me happy. And, and you're not supposed to. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, yeah. and it's not realistic to expect somebody else external from you to make you happy. And that's happy. something that's internal. Yeah. You know, so you can add to my happiness. Of course. I create my own happiness and you can enhance it. Of course. You can add <laughs> but to it. I don't. Oh, I have a question for you. Okay. Okay. If you were 
to cheat on your wife or yeah, let's say your wife or your girlfriend or whoever it was at the, it is at the time. Mm-hmm. Would you tell her? It's funny you asked me that. Okay. So my wife and I actually had a conversation about that. Okay. Right, where we talked about um, what would happen if the other felt like they were leaning to step out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way I told her was exactly what you just asked me. I would let her know, listen, this is where I'm leaning towards. Mm-hmm. And it may happen. It may not happen, but it's happening. I'm feeling this way is because maybe I'm not connected to you the same way. Mm-hmm. Right. But I believe to let her know the, the promise that I kind of made was to let her know before I do it. Okay. But I'm not, I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you were, you have, okay. So situation is you've already cheated. You oh, feel would I tell her? Yeah. You feel guilty. You would tell her. Yeah. Why? Um, because that way I don't have to live with it. Okay. Now who lives with it? Uh, I guess I would be she putting does. it on her. Yeah. Yeah. How selfish is that? Well, that's very selfish. Like, how selfish is that? Because I hear a lot of people. Well, no, I ha- like I just I can't keep it. I have to let the person know. But you're letting the person know because it's just taking the burden off you. Right. Now. It's not. And now I have to live with it because as a woman, now I internalize, was I not good enough? Right. What did I not do? Right. What, you know what I mean? Right. It becomes yeah. really introspective where you're just like, wow. Like, you know, and but, but, you're, but yet you're going around like, oh, my God, I let her know. I'm so happy. <sighs> off my shoulders. It's, that's, that's very selfish. Well, it is selfish. And the other part of it is I'm willing to. Like me telling you means that I understand when you decide enough, this is it. I'm walking out. Right. But that's. I think you say that now. No, no, no. But that's a piece that I have to be okay. ready to accept because. Yeah. Why else would I tell you? Yeah. It can't just be to get the burden off my chest. I'm obviously yeah. hurting somebody that I said I loved. Right. So yeah. if I'm going to tell her that, I know that I'm shattering her world. I understand that. Yeah. And so yeah. with that, I also understand if she says, I want nothing to do with you. And I have to respect that. Now, for me to fight and say, no, 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 that's the extreme level of being selfish. Yeah. Because now I want my yeah. cake and I want to eat it too. And eat it too. Yeah. Right. So, but I think that men do that very well. Um, they think they do. Yeah, like I, I want my cake and I, I want to eat it too. Like that's that's how I want to roll. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, but that's that's a really good question. Thank you for that. Okay, sorry. Um, how do you want to be remembered? As authentically me, <laughs> as who I, I mean, you know. In the beginning of the pod, you introduced me and you said all these wonderfully lovely things. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, who that is? <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure that's me? <laughs> you know, and I was just, I was sitting here in awe, like, oh, is that how he really sees me? <gasps> you know, and you, you don't know how people see you. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you have to look in other people's eyes to see yourself mm-hmm. or to see the greatness that you are. You know, and that that's not always easy to do because who is our biggest critic? Ourselves. Yeah. So you're sitting there and you're just like, you know, I mean, there's days when I'm just like, oh, God, I'm not a good mother. I just want to sell these kids. 
(laughs) And then they come and they're like, oh my God, you're the best mom. And I'm just like, really? Because I just really wanted to sell you two seconds ago, you know? (laughs) Just like, oh, really? Hmm, Tell me more, you know? And and I I think who I want to be remembered by as, I I don't, I think just be remembered as me. Like, Mm -hmm. I that I was always true and I was always authentically me. That's it. You know, and that I always, whatever energy I put forth and whatever energy I let shine, truly shined and truly mm-hmm. I displayed, of, displayed me. That's awesome. Now, before we wrap things up, I want to know if you have any message, a message that you can send out to our listeners um, about love, about just life, about relationships, about how to love themselves or, you know, self-care, any of those things. But something that someone listening, whether they're single, they're already in a relationship, um, whatever that looks like, can take away um, that you can leave them with. Is there anything that you can... I I want to say um, to be honestly and authentically you. Like I think that that's important. I think if you are the best version of you, you can be, even if it's the worst version of you. You know that you might think if yeah. as long as you are true to who you are, then you open up the door and the love and the light for in your heart for other people to come in. Now, people can choose not to. People can choose what you But I think the one thing that I think you need to always be, because if you're authentically you, you can love you. Then you will love you because you realize, wait, I really like this chick because you can associate with her. You can assimilate with her goals and, you know, or her, him, whatever it is. But you yeah. can, you, 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 once you get to really love yourself and love the skin that you're in, love who you are, love your good qualities, love your bad qualities. I mean, that's a different level, <laughs> a different level of self-love when yeah. you can realize, man, she is not a nice person at times or whatever, but I'm going to love her. That's it. You know, I'm going to love who she is, what she brings to the table. And if what she brings to the table that day is just getting up and getting out of bed, or if what she brings to the table that day is moving mountains. Wow. Love every bit of that. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Now, for those listening, um, how can they reach you on social media just to have a chat with you if they want to ask some questions about, you know, your opinion on the subject matter that we discussed today? How can they reach you? Um, I'm on Instagram and I'm on Snapchat and I'm on, <laughs> it's all piggy tots. <laughs> um, I think, I don't even know what my, my Snapchat, and then there's my name. You can just reach me from, by my name on Facebook. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know what my Instagram. Do you know what my Instagram name is? Do you remember? I don't remember it, but I just know that it's you're there. Piggy Tots, <laughs> but I don't. I know, right? So I send you a million things a day. Right. Oh, it's just Piggy Tots. P i g g y t o t s. 
Awesome. Tiggy Tots. Yeah. There you go. So I'll make sure I'll put that in the description as well. There'll be a link that you can actually reach uh, to Neil and continue the conversation if you need. I think she's a great spirit to definitely connect with. Um, I want to take a moment to just thank all our listeners for tuning in yet another mm-hmm. week. And we appreciate you. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the conversation. I enjoyed it as much Yay. as I could. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sorry, but, it was like a five-hour long conversation. No, no, no. I'm pla- <laughs> I'm planting the seed now. I'm putting it out there that there will be a sequel to this because there's more that I want to talk to her about. Um, and she just has that energy. I want to thank her for being here. Um, and, you know, a special thank you for you, to you, Tenille, for... Thanks for having me. This is awesome. It. it was fun. It was fun. Yes, I had and, a lovely time. And so until next time, love... Peace and nappiness. Chicken green. No. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. 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 Awesome. Awesome.